I'm only human after all And you're only human after all Don't put the blame on me Welcome to Ponder Exchange, a podcast about Christian faith and armed service hosted by me, Brother Logan Isaac. First Formation is spiritual exercise for high church lowlifes looking to get the fuck up and pray. Join us every weekday morning to hear the good news through grunts and with grunts in the unity of the Holy Spirit as one church forever and ever. Fall in. Psalm 18, verses 1 through 19. I love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised, so I shall be saved from my enemies. The cords of death encompassed me. The torrents of perdition assailed me. The cords of Sheol entangled me, the snares of death confronted me. In my distress I called upon the Lord, to my God I cried for help. From his temple he heard my voice, and my cry to him reached the stars. Then the earth reeled and rocked, the foundations also of the mountains trembled and quaked, because he was angry. Smoke went up from his nostrils, and devouring fire from his mouth. Glowing coals flamed forth from him. He bowed the heavens and came down. Thick darkness was under his feet. He rode on a cherub and flew. He came swiftly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his covering around him, his canopy thick clouds, dark with water. Out of the brightness before him, there broke through the clouds hailstones and coals of fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the Most High uttered his voice. He sent out his arrows and scattered them. He flashed forth lightnings and routed them. Then the channels of the sea were seen, and the foundations of the world were laid bare at your rebuke, O Lord, at the blast of the breath of your nostrils. He reached down from on high. He took me. He drew me out of mighty waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from those who hated me, and for they were too mighty for me. They were confronted. They confronted me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my support. He brought me out into a broad place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. Genesis chapter 19, verses 1 through 29. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gateway of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. He said, Please, my lords, turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you can rise early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the square. But he urged them strongly. So they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man, surrounded the house. And they called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them. Lot went out of the door to the men, shut the door after him, and said, I beg you, my brothers, do not act so wickedly. Look, I have two daughters who have not known a man. Let me bring them out to you, and do not and do to them as you please. 
Only do nothing to these men, for they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they replied, Stand back. And they said, This fellow came here as an alien, and he would play the judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot and came near the door to break it down. But the men inside reached out their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And they struck with blindness the men who were at the door of the house, both small and great, so they were unable to find the door. Then the men said to Lot, Have you anyone else here? Sons-in-law, daughters, sons, or anyone you have in the city? Bring them out of the place. For we are about to destroy this place, because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his sons-in-law, who were to marry his daughters, Up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But he seemed to his sons-in-law to be jesting. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or else you would be consumed in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and led him, left him outside the city. When they brought them outside, they said, Flee for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the hills, or else you will be consumed. And Lot said to them, Oh no, my lords, your servant has found favor with you, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life, but I cannot flee to the hills, for fear the disaster will overtake me and die. Look, that city is near enough to flee to, and it is a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not a little one? And my life will be saved. He said to them, Very well, I grant you this favor too, and and I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Hurry, escape there, for I can do nothing until you arrive there. Therefore the city was called Zoar. The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zoar. Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the plain and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. But Lot's wife behind him looked back and she became a pillar of salt. Abraham went early in the morning to the place where he had stood before the Lord. And he looked down toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the land of the plain and saw the smoke of the land going up like the smoke of a furnace. So it was that, when God destroyed the cities of the plain, God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot had settled. Romans chapter 9, verses 14 through 29. What then are we to say? Is there injustice on God's part? By no means. For he says to Moses, I'll have mercy on whom I have mercy, and I'll have compassion on whom I have compassion. So it depends not on human will or exertion, but on God who shows mercy. For the scripture says to Pharaoh, I have raised you up for the very purpose of showing my power in you, so that my name may be proclaimed in all the earth. So then he has mercy on whomever he chooses, and he hardens the heart of whomever he chooses. You will say to me then, what then does he find, why then does he still find fault? For who can resist his will? But who indeed are you, a human being, to argue with God? Will what is molded say to the one who molds it, Why have you made me like this? Has the potter no right over the clay to make out of the same lump one object for special use and another for ordinary use? What if God, desiring to show his wrath and to make known his power, has endured with much patience the objects of wrath that are made for destruction? 
And what if he has done so in order to make known the riches of his glory for the objects of mercy, which he has prepared beforehand for glory, including us whom he has called, not from the Jews only, but also from the Gentiles? As indeed he says in Hosea, Those who are not my people I will call my people, and who, her who is not beloved I will call beloved. And the very place where it was said to them, You are not my people, there they shall be called children of the living God. And Isaiah cries out concerning Israel, Though the number of the children of Israel were like the sand of the sea, only a remnant of them will be saved. For the Lord will execute his sentence on the earth quickly and decisively. And as Isaiah predicted, if the Lord of hosts had not left survivors to us, he would have fared, we would have fared like Sodom and been made like Gomorrah. Good morning and welcome to the 11th Tuesday after Pentecost. This is Brother Logan Isaac broadcasting from Walkersville, Maryland. This morning's long reading comes to us from Psalm 18, Genesis 19, and Romans 9. Uh, and the central theme is, is punishment and, I don't know, with Paul, mercy, I suppose. Um, and in reading it, I realize I'm much less prone to theologize as I am to provide some historical context and, and um, think about um, what the history, like what produced this writing, what it might mean for us today. And I say that because um, there's a lot that, you know, a pastor who leans toward, you know, kind of theologizing it like Paul does, um, might really go one way with this set of scripture. And I, in my head, I'm, I, I go, I go another way. And part of that is because Sodom and Gomorrah is infamous. Um, and it's also, uh, a, a part of scripture that's hotly contested. Um, and, the reason for that is it has been used in debates about um, uh, gender minorities um, and Sodom and Gomorrah used euphemistically has meant uh, the homosexuality in, in general. So as the, the story in Genesis goes, um, Lot is visited by angels and... Um, the angels say, oh, we're going to sleep out in the town square. And Lot says, no, 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 you can't do that. Um, it's not the kind of place where you do that. Um, so they agree to sleep inside, and in the middle of the night, the townspeople come and say, um, send those visitors out, those aliens, and we're going to, we're, so that we can know them. And, you know, of course, anytime the Bible says no, you think of, you know, screw them. Um, and the, and Lot, um, barters with the, the mob. He says, well, here, take my, my two daughters and do whatever you want to with them. And we hear, um, that, that means rape them in order to satisfy whatever, you know, appetite the, the mob has. And that, that may be true. I, I don't know. Um, but one thing um, stood out I'm trying to find the the, the verse um, anyway the um, so the 
the idea of Sodom and Gomorrah is much more powerful than um, what I think the Bible is really um, one of the things that the Bible is trying to say, and that is about hospitality. Um, Lot um, has visitors, guests, and um, in the culture in which the Bible was produced, hospitality was, and it still is in the Middle East, hospitality is, is kind of, it, it's a central virtue. Um, I remember when we were in Iraq, we joked that, and I don't know if it's true, I never tested it, but we joked that if you um, made the mistake of, of commenting how you liked something in someone's house as you were, you know, um, raiding it or visiting or whatever, um, they would offer it to you and you had to refuse because they would be serious. They would give you something if you said you liked it um, because that's how important hospitality is. Um, and again, I don't know if it's true, but the, the, I don't know, the, the novelty or the, the story of it was uh, influential. Like, I remember when one time when we were occupying this family's house, um, and it was well into my deployment when um, most Iraqis were kind of tired of us being there. Um, we were occupying this family's house, and um, they brought us tea. All of us um, were sitting around in their, their yard uh, or on the roof, and they brought each one of us tea. Like, I don't know... We wouldn't do that in America. We wouldn't go out and get them Starbucks and serve these people who are, you know, occupying our home. Um, so the hospitality piece is actually much more important than, than we often realize. And in um, Ezekiel, there's a passage in which we hear about Sodom and Gomorrah again. And it's that they did not hear the, the cry of the poor um, and that the the real sin was that they were um, oppressive and inhospitable. And so if we take that and we read this Genesis 19 passage, there is one, um, there's one um, verse, and I'm still looking for it as I, as I um, reflect. Um, the Lord is telling Lot, um, that he's going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And in there, it mentions the cry of the townspeople. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find it. Um, it's a long reading. I'll try and keep my reflection short. Um, oh, here we are. Verse 13. The angels tell Lot, we are about to destroy this place because the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord. So this mob um, that sets up a certain duality, there is the outcry against the people, uh, supposedly, or, or you would think by people in the city, against the city, um, and that outcry should evoke the cry of the slaves in Egypt against their taskmasters which was not about being raped, though it may have been, it may have included that, but the, the, the underlying problem of injustice. So God hears this outcry against the town's own people, and he says, I'm going to destroy it. Um, and as evidence of this, um, we have this story of this mob wanting to rape, or at least somehow be 
horribly inhospitable to this uh, group of visitors who also happen to be angels of the Lord. And in Ezekiel, we hear that the sin of Sodom was um, that they uh, did not hear the cry of the poor and that they were fat and, and greedy, basically. Um, and so that isn't to say that the mob is not there to rape these, however many angels, two or three, I can't remember. Um, but that is to say that there's something much more already going on and that whatever it is that the mob wants, it fits within this pattern, this greater pattern of injustice. That isn't to say, so I think what we do is we take whatever it is that's going on in this immediate passage, you know, we want to know you, that sounds like rape. And then Lot says, well, here, do whatever it is you're going to do to my daughters, which also sounds like rape. Um, and we lose sight of the forest for the trees. Yes, rape is bad. And yes, maybe the, the townspeople, the mob, were going to rape the angels. But more importantly, that is part and parcel with what Sodom was doing, what Sodom was about, and that is injustice and inhospitable, inhospitality. And I guess this concludes my reflection. I know. I'm coming back right now. I'm just finishing recording. I'll be there in a sec. A prayer for social justice from the Book of Common Prayer. Grant, O God, that your holy and life-giving spirit may so move every human heart, especially the hearts of the people of this land, that barriers which divide us may crumble, suspicions disappear, and hatred cease, that our divisions being healed, we may live in justice and peace. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.